Voices that inspire the extended interview. My name is Jamil Drake, and I'm a professor of African-American religious uh, history. So I teach and work in that area, particularly in the uh, 20th century, uh, looking at African-American religion as it relates to uh, politics. And where are you currently working? I'm currently working at uh, Yale Divinity School. So how did you get interested in this subject? (laughs) It's a good question, and I'll I'll try not to take all your time. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, uh, religion has just been central uh, in my life. It's been very formative. And so, uh, you know, to answer this question, I have to start with my mother, uh, my mother, uh, Regina Drake, who was heavily involved in church growing up outside of Atlanta in Stone Mountain in Lithonia, Georgia. And uh, my mother was the Sunday school teacher. My mother was the church poet. And because I was in a single parent household, I went with my mother everywhere. Um, And I was the only child. And so, you know, whether it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, even apart from, you know, Sunday to Sabbath, I was always in church. Um, and so that just, you know, uh, naturally just played a role in my formation and in my identity. Um, but I was at a particular church that really stressed uh, religion as it related to, uh, I should say, uh, human rights. Um, the church saw itself, my home church in Stone Mountain, Georgia, saw itself in the same trajectory of a kind of black social gospel where they thought about religion as it related to social and political issues. Um, So spirituality was never divorced from certain kind of material, uh, social and economic factors. Um, And it was a church that really stressed um, uh, education. And so um, even my mother being the Sunday school teacher where I had to learn all the books of the Bible Um, And I, you know, had to learn certain kind of, you know, important verses. We were always taught to be critical and to be uh, deliberate in our theological understanding or in our understandings of God. And so it's that kind of like, you know, my mother and that kind of religious community that, you know, by the time I get to undergraduate uh, education at Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, I knew that I was going to study religion and I knew that I would, you know, um, not just not just major in religion, but I knew that I wanted to, you know, be in a context or be a part of a vocation or a job where I could study religion and ask those hard questions as it related to race and politics. And so this is kind of my kind of trajectory that brought me to where I am today. And I can go more and more and more, but I think I should probably stop. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that's so, so interesting how I love the the cross-section of religion and spirituality with civil rights. I mm-hmm. just think that it's been obviously such an important part of the civil rights movement historically. And so when you have students in your class and may some may come from a faith mm-hmm. background, some may not. Mm-hmm. What, what do you want them to know? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. In some ways, you know, 
you know, I, I, I try to use the classroom to have students engage in self-examination or um, self-reflection. In other words, particularly when it comes to such a controversial and uh, such a hot and very uh, a passionate topic, particularly when it comes to religion, right? And so on one level, I want them to, to understand, you know, their own kind of trajectory. And by that, I mean how they came to religion or what, what their relationship was to a particular kind of faith tradition, what, what factors sort of like shape their sort of religious sort of identity, right? And to be conscious about that and to be aware of that, even as they come into a classroom where they will engage uh, people of, uh, you know, people or colleagues with different kind of religious orientations who have their own religious backgrounds that are in some way shaping their understanding of religion. And so it's really trying to identify just the uh, plurality or to identify the multiplicity of religious traditions that we have in a classroom. And ideally, the classroom should be a model for society where we work through our differences, and in this case, religious differences. But first, we got to know where we come from and know uh, how we've been shaped in a particular kind of those who ascribe to conventional religion, right? They have to understand that, you know, their experience is limited and it doesn't capture all of religion. So they have to be open enough to listen to other perspectives on religion, even those who are outside of conventional religion. And so, you know, when you're conscious of your, when you're conscious of your background and you're conscious of the factors that shape your religion, you can understand your own humanity and the limits. And you can avail yourself or open yourself to being appreciative of other religious faiths or other theological perspectives. And, and, that's, and that's, that's what I want. And, you know, also to understand that religion is in some ways almost inseparable from politics and culture. And this is my own kind of trajectory, right? That even when we're talking about matters of spirituality, matters of, you know, divinity, are matters, let's just say, of God in the conventional sense, are matters of spiritual practices. We have to understand that they're inseparable from one's social economic, one's political, one's racial, one's, you know, uh, sex and sexuality, that those are also animating their religious perspectives. And so it's kind of thinking about religion from the ground up, you know, if I can say that, yeah. When you were studying to be in this profession, to really go deep into this area, what what were the surprises for you um, about religion's role in society? I mean, there's good and bad there. Yes. Yes. I mean, religion can be manipulative right. as well. Right. So how do you... How do you navigate that when you're presenting it as sort of a topic to, yeah. to dissect and look at? Yeah, yeah. And I think in the classroom, this is why I fell in love with the study of religion or, you know, being um, a, a teacher and a professor and just a student, basically, you know, where you can ask those tough questions that you probably can't ask um, on the Sabbath or a kind of holy day, right? 
particularly as you're those who are trying to proclaim, if we think about the Protestant tradition, right? Those who are trying to proclaim, encourage, help people get through. I think the classroom is a space to ask those sort of tough questions, those difficult questions, right? And so w with your question, I think it's very important, particularly as a historian, where we think about religion in a particular kind of historical context, and let's just say the U.S. historical context, right? Mm -hmm. And we got to tell the good and the bad, right? We can't romanticize, so I can't even, you know, I can't even romanticize my religious tradition, right? And, you know, right now I'm uh, preparing to teach a class on uh, black religion in the modern civil rights movement, right? And so even as black Christian intellectuals such as Sue Thurman, Howard Thurman, Benjamin Mays, when they go to India in the mid, in the mid to late 30s and they sit with uh, Mahatma's Gandhi, right? Gandhi asked them, you know, as black Christians, why are you wedded to a faith that has in some ways contributed to blacks, uh, black oppression, right? Or the oppression of black folks, particularly in the United States. And so I come from a tradition where you have to kind of face the role of Protestantism in supporting, right, slavery, in supporting Jim Crow, right, in supporting colonization, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, when you think about the intersections of religion and culture, and when you think about the intersections of like religion and race, there's like a plurality of Protestantisms, even under the umbrella of Protestantism. There's a plurality of like, you know, uh, Islam when you factor in culture and politics. And so this is what you try to get across in the class. And when you try to get this across in the class, you must show the good and the bad of religion. You must show religion that could be a source of liberation, that could be a source of preserving dignity. But also you have to show the flip side where religion is actually a, a tool that actually denigrates people in all sorts of ways. Religion as a mode of policing, or religion as a mode of surveilling, or religion that excludes other faith traditions, right? And so um, that's why I love the classroom, because we could be transparent and honest, and we can look at our own religious traditions, and we can look at ourselves to see how we participate in these kind of different ways in which religion is actually being deployed and used in history. But um, it, it's tough and it's difficult. And this is why I kind of love it, because that difficulty could be a source of, uh, of, of, of real serious reflection that could in some ways reshape our ethical orientation in the world and to others. We've got to have these difficult questions about religion in history. Wish I could take your class. It sounds really <laughs> wonderful. I, I mean, these are issues that I just always think about. I mean, I struggle with that conflict of especially African-American traditions mm -hmm. of slavery. And this was a white man's faith put mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I understand the part of bringing comfort community. It was one place they mm -hmm. could meet right. freely. Right. So, you know, they're going to take anything that comes to them. Right. But, you know, I would say many of the African-Americans I know in this community in Tallahassee are deeply faithful. Mm -hmm. You know, they have deep faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's always been something that's 
just been I've been curious about that yeah. and I, I I love how you're talking about it how how that can be balanced with with the, the pros and cons of, of faith mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I mean we see it like a particular kind of tradition and it's not just unique to um, you know African Americans you know uh, but to take your point you're absolutely right it's not just a kind of a conversion to you know Christianity and you know even enslaved blacks were Christ, many of them were Christian before they came to uh, the quote-unquote new world, right? You know, uh, uh, but those who weren't, who maybe converted, let's just say in the kind of, you know, 18th or 19th century, they're converting Christianity to their own culture. And so this is how, you know, they're converting, like in some ways, these symbols of God, Jesus, to their own culture, to their own perspectives, right? And so this is why you have, you know, we think about, you know, the history of African-American religion. I mean, particularly when we're thinking about the, you know, uh, 18th and 19th century, let's just say in the New World, in the Americas, right? You have a kind of Christianity that is sort of filtered through these sort of African cosmologies. And we see this in Florida today, right? You see you know, various forms of African-derived religion mixed in with a sort of Catholicism. So you and I can go to South Florida and we can, you know, commune with, you know, Cubans and Santeria, right? Or we can think about those in sort of Condemble, or we can think about you and I going to Haiti and Voodoo, right? You know, are um, various forms of Christianity in an African-American church that might, you know, uh, be filtered through a particular kind of, like, culture, a particular kind of culture that might look very different than ways in which other people who proclaim the same faith might practice it. But, I mean, this history of African-American religion is sort of complex where we see the agency of people remaking Christianity in their own image, in their own terms, particularly under the kind of historic under or against the historical backdrop of racism in this country, right? Yeah. So interesting. I, I totally understand why you are passionate about the subject. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, uh, you know, the students who come to you, these are mostly now students who are pursuing um, some mm-hmm. sort of ministry down the road, right? right. They're, they're beyond just this. They're not just curious. This is mm-hmm. part of their path. Right. <clears throat> For some, for I know you're new to Yale, so you probably don't know the answer yet. But I'll be curious: had they, has Yale had this program before you coming? Yes, yes, and it's uh, you know, thank you for asking. This position has been filled. It's uh, African American uh, religious history, um, and um, yeah, they have different tracks. So it's it's within the kind of like I'm situated in terms of like different tracks within uh, the broader kind of uh, curriculum at uh, Yale Divinity. It's called the History of Christianities. But then there's also a separate track of like Africana religions there. And I think, you know, this is interesting in terms of like, you know, just my own career where I'm leaving a, a, a you know, a, a religion department at Florida State, but it's more in the mindset of religious studies Right. That's that's, you know, uh, a part of, you know, a kind of public institution. Right. Where, a liberal arts kind yeah, of. Thank you. Pos- mm-hmm. Positioning. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
And so, yes, um, I think, you know, this will be at meaning YDS would be a, a different uh, context for me where I am training um, students who will be mostly going into the parish or being chaplains or, you know, nonprofit. And not to say I didn't have that at FSU, but it's more concentrated here mm -hmm. given the kind of curriculum. And I think it's going to be, um, you know, very interesting, you know, because it, it will challenge me to really think about African-American religious history and it being sort of applicable to, you know, um, religious professionals who are working in various sorts of ministries. Right. Uh, I think it's a opportunity for me, but I think it will be a challenge that I think will only um, help my scholarship even as I help them help my scholarship and help me as I'm, you know, for instance, in this interview, how can I make African-American religious history speak to our present conditions today? And this is a goal of mine, you know, and so um, I'm looking forward to this opportunity. But the liberal arts context helps me because mm -hmm. these religious professionals, even with their faith claims, they have to go out into the broader world, right? Where everybody doesn't have these same faith claims. Everybody is might not identify with a particular kind of religious tradition. So they have to like, you know, um, think about their religious commitments in this world of sort of diversity, in this world of multiplicity, and make and to make sure that we do not do violence to others because they do not have the same religious faith or theological perspectives that we do uh, for the sake of saving our world, for our children's children, right? That a lot's at stake in terms of how religiously we orient ourselves to in this world of difference and in this world of like diversity and multiplicity because right now what we're seeing is this violence that comes about from people who can't embrace difference, can't embrace other people outside of their own kind of like uh, worldview or their own tradition. And we got to do something fast. Um, so, yeah, that's I think, you know, I'm looking forward to the challenge, looking forward to being shaped, but also, you know, being in a liberal arts context, um, you know, could also do some important work for me here at a divinity school too as well yeah yeah and you know it's so fascinating because when you think of religion and churches they're probably some of the most segregated spaces that's right, that's right. you know so you have people who come together in their own like way yeah, right. to practice their faith and right. and so having a, a class where you're challenging some of those mindsets, it's, right. it's, I think it's going to be really interesting. Right, right, right. I mean, in this country, you know, and I was at Florida State, I would teach a course on, uh, one of my favorite courses, I would teach an undergraduate course on uh, race and religion. And, you know, tell students, and many of them already know this, and then we go through different historical periods to make this point that we can't talk about religion in America apart from race. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't, you know, and they sit side by side, you know, um, and they're doing some of the same things, race and religion. 
um, that, you know, we have to, uh, we have to study, we have to interrogate, and we have to uh, understand because it's, as you stated, it's, it's very much alive in our world today, this, the intersections of race and religion today. Yeah, very much so. Well, this is a, this is a great conversation. I guess, what would you want someone to take away from the work you're doing, the, the conversation that we just have been having? Yeah, that, you know, in order to understand our society today, religion is playing an important role. But also, as we see examples in, as we see examples in our sort of contemporary news of, you know, religion being used to oppress, religion being used to sort of bolster uh, violence against others, there's also ways in which religion can strengthen American democracy and preserve the dignity, the well-being of people and create the conditions of possibility for humans and communities to flourish. And we need to equally talk about that and work towards that just as we, as well as talking about the ugly side of religion. That's all. I could say more, but no, I don't want to overwhelm yeah. the listeners. But yeah, well, that, that's what yeah, I want to take I think away. just yeah. planting seeds to think about really <laughs> yeah. is the point of of this series is mm-hmm. just you know getting people to think out of out of their normal routine. Yes, yes. No, thank you. And uh, you know, I, I uh, this is a good interview, um, and thank you for uh, asking these sort of tough questions and. Uh, you know, I'll probably be thinking about, you know, these questions even after our interview. And so, you know, thank you. Thank you again. Jamil Drake, uh, professor of African-American religious history at Yale Divinity School.